0: You are now listening to the Claim It podcast with me, your host, your joyologist, Trisha Huffman. On this podcast, I have conversations with people who intrigue and inspire me. We talk the journey of their life, the twists and turns, the ups and downs, how they got to where they are today. Because I believe that we have to claim our joy, our worth, our value, our enoughness every single day, that we can't pin it on something out there. Once I have this job, once I have this relationship. Then I'll be happy. Then I'll feel enough. It's up to us to claim it. On today's episode, I have Carly Wiesel. I love Carly. I love following her on Instagram. She just has so much freaking energy that she most of the time is talking about things I don't care about. But I just get doses of joy from her energy. (laughs) So I hope you will get some of that, too. Carly is a freelance journalist who in the last couple years has been working as a theme park journalist. So she gets paid to go to Disney, all things Disney. So I wanted to know how this happened. Was she always interested in Disney stuff, which surprisingly she wasn't. And also this conversation with Carly is what shaped me getting my button here, to writing my book proposal for my first book, and this conversation shifted which book I was actually going to write first. So thank you, Carly, and everybody cross your fingers, send me love, because the book proposal is going out this week. All right, let's get into the episode. Hi, Carly. Hi. Okay, I usually start with like how I know or got to know
1: someone. (laughs) (laughs) Are we the only ones with this background? I think. With this back with how we know each other. Yeah, I think from the thing we're about to talk about. I, <laughs> like, I think so. I'm all like, wait, is there something
0: else? Yeah, so we met at Soul Camp. At Soul Camp. We yeah. went to Soul Camp. Yeah. I was there to speak or, or whatever. Yeah. i like, I guess I was there as a speaker and you were there to write about it. Yes.
1: I um I did a deep dive into it was because that's when adult uh, adult overnight camps, I guess that's the genre. Yeah. That's when it really started. Yeah. Because I think that Soul Camp predated Camp No Counselors, which is pretty big now. They went on Shark Tank. Oh, yeah. It's but that's quite the opposite. Soul Camp was more rager. Like a bunch of adults go to a summer camp and they party. Oh, they're like which alcohol was not and like Soul Camp. No. Soul Camp was like you come here for three days. You sleep in a child sized bed and you <laughs> it was like emerge a person. person
0: legit at Camp that kids went to. Yes. So yeah, you're like in bunk beds.
1: And the best part was, I I don't think you were a Wet Hot American Summer fan because there were a few of us who were freaky obsessed with that movie. And that's the camp that's in the oh, movie. Oh,
0: that's right. Because there,
1: there was one activity. <laughs> There's one activity where like six of us recreated scenes from the film and like did a dance in the barn and like like re- like recreated this thing Michael Ian Black does. And uh, I don't think that you were you were definitely too wise and cool. Uh, it was like me and like four other <laughs> dorks who were like remember that one movie that no one saw in a theater and just couldn't stop
0: <laughs> i now like still i still don't know if i've watched the movie but now it's like okay go watch <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was a really cool thing they're not they did it for several years but i don't know if they're doing it anymore i don't know either yeah but it was like you went in that there were a lot of different oh like fitness off. Like, oh, here's a yoga class. Here's a movement class. Here's meditation. And you got to choose all day long whose talks and classes you went to go to. And they were like mind, body, spirit.
1: Yeah, it was wonderful. It was all about personal growth. And I, I mean, I went in as a reporter being like, this conference will not affect my vision of myself because I was supposed to be outside just observing everyone. But of course, I got sucked in. I got sucked in real bad. Because
0: definitely as I got, because that's how I got to know you. Because then I don't even know if you went to my talk or like a friend of yours.
1: Definitely did.
0: You were at my talk? Yeah. Okay. I remember you then wrote the article or whatever and mentioned whatever, but I was like, read your article and then I liked your writing and I also was like, reporting. Oh my God. I also thought you were just cool because you- writer and like reporting but I like loved the tone of the article and so then I started following you and I would read a lot of your articles about like New York fitness and stuff and
1: I didn't even live in New York but I loved your like voice thank you so much (laughs) no I definitely went to yours because you don't see the phrase "your joyologist and be like I'll pass this by you're like (laughs) what does that mean tell me over 30 (laughs) to 45 minutes please
0: (laughs) awesome um yeah, no, but I still like remember your energetically coming up to me at the end of like the weekend and whatever. And I loved it. And that's what I was like, but from following you all these years, you don't seem like the typical, well, sign me up for a mind body no,
1: soul. retreat. No, 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 no. No. Um
0: <laughs> like you're not which I love because that's also I try to speak to the like anyone anywhere, and that's cool that you're like a lot of my friends are very much immersed into the mind, body, spirit world. Yes. But I'm like, yo. I'm wearing all black. And, like, I still think that I'm the rock and roll girl on the side of the stage doing monitors. Yes,
1: and because you still kind of have that aura around you, that's why like you are my entry point into anything of this genre.
0: That's exactly my goal, is to like be an entry point. Would I be, feel like safe You don't you. have to like... Do, you don't have to like turn into this whole alternative version of you to just think betterly about yourself or to believe in yourself, like yes. you
1: know, like, to like, like choose a different mindset. I appreciate you like. encouraging me to like think more about things, but I'm definitely not going to buy someone's crystals through their Instagram shop. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah.
0: Good. Yeah. And that's what I'm like, Hey, I love that. That's yeah. my point. It's like, I enjoy being the entry point and like, Yo, like you don't have to like give up everything and all your friends and change your whole life to be spiritual. You could just like stop talking so shittily about yourself. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and <Yes>. choose- <laughs> and choose to be like, oh, what do I want to believe? What do I want to do? Yes, you come, but you come <laughs> at it from a very real, cool angle instead of someone like floating in in a peasant dress being like, and now we will focus on self, <laughs> which is I really appreciate. Yeah, awesome. So. That's how we met. Yeah. <laughs> and we, that's... Went, we met at overnight camp as grown women. Yeah.
0: And I then was like, yeah, I loved following you and you have so much energy and your stories and in everything that you share about. <laughs> but so how did you get into reporting period? Did you always know you wanted
1: to be a writer or I did, yeah. I really need to maybe invent a backstory for myself because I Let's been... do that right here now. <laughs> <laughs> I keep ending up at panels when people are like, "Oh, when I was in third grade, I read this book and it changed my life." And I truly remember nothing about being young except for like hanging out and watching TV and reading Babysitters Club. So I should be a professional babysitter <laughs> if that is the way the trajectory went, but it didn't. Um, I've just always loved. I realized because I used to work in music, which we've talked about, and I used to kind of do anything digital. So it was anything that was between kind of PR and marketing, so websites, emails. Like yelling at people into so a band. So you didn't start
0: in like your first career. Did you? What did you go to college for? I did for? both. So I majored in journalism. Okay.
1: But the entire time I was working for Sony.
0: Okay. So, so I was
1: like, whoever wants me first, music or publishing, I will take a job. And I ended up in music first. Okay. So I was always kind of freelancing. I would wake up in the morning, freelance before work. Like when I was younger. Freelance as a writer? As a writer. Yeah. Always writing, but never doing it full time until I think four years into being a post-college adult, but how did you even get to be a freelancer? I—it's weird. Like I don't know how I knew I wanted to be a writer because I definitely don't have the things that line up to be like my passion is writing. Like I don't read books. I—I I, I don't like write. Except for fun. the Babysitter's Club. <laughs> except, please, except the Babysitter's Club. <laughs> Anna Martin is a genius. Um, I hope that's her full name. <laughs> but I. I mean, the one memory, the one core childhood memory I have is that I made like a fake newspaper in fourth grade because so I was like, I just want to, I was obsessed with newsletters and little like fake magazines. I loved magazines so much. So I, I went to college and then I got into the journalism school and then was like, I'm going to be a writer. I don't know where, et cetera. And then I did it on the side for a few years. And then after I was tired of music, I went full steam ahead into freelancing. And I mean, I got started just by emailing people and begging. Yeah. For the most part, just
0: oh, like writing to like blogs and websites and stuff. Like, yeah. Hey, I, I'm yeah. a writer. Well, give me
1: a chance. I first or... I went to school at University of Illinois. Um, I wanted to go to NYU, and my parents were like, "LOL," <laughs> so I didn't. They were like, "You, were you, you you're
0: from?" I'm oh, from Chicago. Okay.
1: They were like, "You have your whole life." To go and live in New York. You don't have to do it now. And they were absolutely right. I had the best college experience. It was like true capital C college. I had so much fun. And then I eventually like studied at some point, I promise. Um, but I I don't know. I like I would spend my nights just emailing anyone being like, do you need help with anything? Do you need anyone to write anything? Like I will work for the smallest amount of money. And I was working at the college newspaper, things like that. So any opportunity I could get, I grabbed. And it's hard because when you're coming from the Midwest, especially at this point, now everything's digital. Nobody cares. Right. Uh, but at that point, every magazine was in New York. Right. And I was not in New York. And I didn't know how to get to New York. And I applied for all of these internships and no one took me. Because when they see... this is, It makes me sound... Like this is the nineteenth century, <laughs> but when they see that your mailing address, because you used to use mailing addresses and not email addresses, when they would see it's so not funny. New York, they wouldn't even bother with you.
0: Because they probably think like you're not going to move there you're to take like move, a yeah. non-paying job you're ask or a minimum. Sc- to move you
1: It's a whole thing. right. So I couldn't get an internship, and then through a networking group at school, I was able to piece together two different internships through people who were in New York who were alumni.
0: Piece together two different internships in New York. In New York, yeah. Okay.
1: So that's how I got. I guess my professional start was that I went there and I was interning at Women's Wear Daily, which is the fashion newspaper, which I was not cut out for at their beauty publication, which I was definitely not (laughs) cut out for. Just being in a beauty closet trying to figure out lipstick trends while not knowing any ingredient. (laughs) So I did okay there. And then my other internship was at Esquire one or two days a week. I think it was two. And I would, this is going to sound ancient, type up old magazines.
0: Type up old magazines uh
1: I would take old issues of Esquire From the 80s I think 80s and 90s I think I've made it to the 90s After I did it for months Um, They had outsourced You know digitizing their magazines Because it didn't exist Before the website was live And so they had hired a company to do it And they didn't do They didn't really understand So you were
0: like typing it to put online Yeah
1: So if you go to Esquire.com And you look up an old story from that range It was hand inputted by (laughs) By, by me. <laughs> <laughs> so I like did the work. And then I moved there after graduating and just kept writing for anyone who would take me.
0: And so how did you get then? But you first got your first job in the music industry.
1: Yeah, I started working at Epic Records. That was my first full time job out of school as a Oh, God, I think it was maybe a content manager. It was so a big Yeah. my Yeah, it was all it was right when like magazines started to collapse. In 2008, and like, oh, we have to do things online. We need to hire people for this new area that we've never. I thought know of. it sounds like it sounds like know, a million years ago, but I was, do remember. <laughs> it was ten years ago, which also sounds like a million years ago at this pace. Yeah, I got there, and we were the first digital team at the record label. There was no digital. There was no
0: right. They're trying to before. figure out this whole new world yeah. that is now going to rule.
1: Yeah, so I ended up like emailing Ozzy Osbourne's newsletter and like trying to get jlo on twitter like doing these very <laughs> bizarre things where everyone's like shut up child like nobody cares about the internet um but it was at its core a lot of it was writing Yeah, because i'd write blog posts that like sarah burrellis is going on tour like
0: <laughs> yeah it was
1: very strange it was a mix of that email newsletters social media it was kind of anything typing at that time would always get thrown to me
0: yeah And so you did
1: that. You were there. I did that while I was freelancing for Racked, which sadly no longer exists and is now just general Vox Media. Okay, Uh, It's called The Goods is the new vertical it's under. But it was a New York based sample sale shopping website. Oh. And so I would cover sample sales. Oh. Yeah. Which was so cool because I would be like, "Mm, I'm just going to go do work and like go early to a thing and be like, these T-shirts cost this and then spend all the money I would make on Discounted clothing. (laughs) But I would do I would write for Racked every morning at my desk at work. I would get there at like seven every morning. Yeah. Wow. So I was just freelancing wherever I could on top of my job.
0: Wow. And that was like, was that motivated by I need more money or I love writing or both?
1: Uh, I love writing. Wow. Definitely. I because I my senior year of college, I was just like, I got I got to find a way to write. It was just, I was so goal oriented after being in a journalism program, just being like, I need to do this. I need to do this. Like, I've always had to. Even to the point where if I, even now, if I find a story idea where I'm like, I know it's not worth the time to write it. I know it's not worth the money. I'm still just like, but I have an idea. I need need to pitch it. It's like, I have to get it out of my head before my head explodes. Yeah. So I can't, I can't help but not do it.
0: Yeah, when you feel like you have those like big ideas that come up where you're sort of almost even trying to talk yourself out of like no, stop paying attention to this and then you do pitch them, do you find that they generally like do ha- find somewhere to land or it's hit or oh, miss? Oh yeah, but
1: it's always just like random ideas that I I can't seem to stop myself from doing like a 25 year old blogging job. I'm really bad at it. I was listening to your most recent episode, I think yesterday, and I was like, "Oh, goal setting is not something that I ever think about it definitely should because I definitely want to. Yeah, I would love to (laughs) because I my brain is on such a news cycle that I'm like, you see idea, you write idea, you send in idea, you move on to the next thing. You don't even like think about anything beyond that. And it's really hard to break out of that cycle, which is a lot of like these bigger ideas are taking a step back. And I'm so involved in like the churn of day-to-day news.
0: Right, as, right. Like,
1: as is being a reporter.
0: Got it. So, like, saying that, like, yeah, because I was like, well, no, that seems like that works for your work, but you're saying, like, some of your ideas, you do need to, like, l- like, give them more space and room oh, and, yeah. like, attention to, like, really, like, yeah. there, but you're the so par- used to, like, yeah. I gotta get, like, The parallels between that, yes. And, like, like and
1: journalism to... versus, like, not approaching your life and your being in the right way are so close.
0: yeah. No, I can get that. And I think I somewhat, I can be more like now than like, oh, wait, but I want to do something for the future, which means like building in that time or like working on something that people might not see for a very long that time. That so anxious. I have, yeah, I somewhat struggle with that too. And like, it's been like a new like journey myself <laughs> and to be like, Keep something and just keep working on it and, and bettering it and, and and evolving it and then put it out there and not just like share immediately. But also it's like we're so used to like the social media, like press oh, send, absolutely. Twitter. Like I have this brilliant idea blogging even. Like I used to blog every day when I first started blogging. And like, and that still is, I think, a great to have and like yeah. the ability to like let go and just put things out there without like holding on to it so fiercely but then like some things like oh I do
1: need to actually take more time with this t-. I know I never do like the step back and evaluate in any aspect of my life and I absolutely should because want I want to yeah I I want to I want to. <laughs> I want to I want to I hope to there, there we go I'm like you just,
0: should as my like oh, it's like nails so on sorry. the chalkboard
1: no <laughs> I want to I do want to <laughs> See, I have so much to learn.
0: <laughs> it's just that easy switch for me of the should versus want can change the whole energy because should like still feels like I'm scolding myself. I'm wrong. Yeah, you're
1: absolutely I right. I fucked
0: up or like I'm not right or whatever. Whereas like, oh, I was changing it into a want is like, well, also ask myself, well, actually, do I want to or do you just think I should because that other person does it? And it seems like a good eye. So it's also like a stopping and ask yourself, do I want to or am I just making up? This will make me better person because other people do it. Oh, my God. You're so wise. So it's giving yourself that choice and then being like, oh, yeah, I do want to, which may then let you step more into to it. I want to your
1: soul camp. Let's do it. <laughs> I just want to spend three days of you being like, don't say that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that's also like
0: next up is I want to do like all like full day immersion and then like retreats and stuff. Yes. So it's great
1: to hear that you like, I'll be, like I'll be there I just to want pass. to spend three days with you. With the pen, just being like, teach me, teach me, teach me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. That's on my goal list for 2020. Actually. <laughs> okay, so let's get back to you're at the record label. You are yes. writing daily for Racked. Racked, yeah. And then is that like, how long do you stay there and with the record label? Or is that, did you shift from music from there? Or did you go to a different record I label? I was there. You-
1: I think it ended up being a year and a half. And then from there, I went to Vivo, which was another music company. They're most commonly known as like, oh, I'm, Watching a Britney Spears video. It's on Vivo, not YouTube. OK, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, it's yeah. it's um, it, um, TLDR. It, it does like partnership definitely with a confuse and, me yeah. because now
0: Vivo videos are on YouTube and like, yes, I'm very confused They're, by like, the run whole through Vivo. YouTube,
1: but it's basically where all the music videos are. And so I worked there doing content for a while and interviewing like random musicians off camera which was so silly to, like, not be... You in- were
0: interviewing. Yeah, yeah. which
1: uh, which is fun, and I don't mind it, but to be off-camera, and then they just cut together the answers. Oh,
0: right. So it's like the camera is set on a person, <laughs> yes. and then you're, like, behind it, and so tell yes. us about this, and they have to act like...
1: Yeah, and, like, sweating through my dress onto a stool, just being like, I this is so weird, because they don't see me. Yeah. So I have to make sure everything they say can be cut together in right. a specific way. Yeah,
0: they have to say it in a way uh-huh. that they're just, like, sharing about their life and not necessarily, like... I am answering
1: the question. Yes. And you have to interrupt all of these like very talented people to be like, actually, can you say the words I put into your mouth at the beginning of your sentence? Thank you very much. Okay, Cause and they have like, to say it a certain uh, way to be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's like journalism where you're edited out of the entire equation. But uh, I had a wonderful time there. I had so much fun doing it. But I think after maybe, I think maybe a year and a half around the same time, I was like, I really like I'm in New York. I've been doing this for years. I need to do writing. Like, this is what I always set out to do. I've done the other one. Now it's time. So then I left there and started freelancing, kind of just hoping it would work out. So you
0: didn't have like a next step. You just left the job and then went full force. Every Hello, right? I can yes. write. Will you hire me? Hello, let me yeah, write for you. Yeah,
1: it was terrifying. And I did a lot of assignments that were a lot of work for a little bit of money. Um, but it's always at that stage of reporting, you're kind of like climbing a ladder. Yeah. So you're just getting these clips so that you can get, So you can approach this outlet and maybe write for them and then you can approach the next outlet and maybe write for them and you're just trying to amass just so a bunch of work that yeah, kind of, like a portfolio. It
0: proves credibility or yeah. like that somebody be like, oh, she's done all of this, or she's written for this company. Yeah, or that. Because
1: it's really, really hard to especially, I mean most industries, but especially in terms of media, to show what you can do or to tell people you can do something without actually showing them that you've already done it. Yeah. No one wants to really take a chance on you being like, no, I can definitely be on camera if you don't have yeah. proven footage of you on camera, stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Back in the day a good friend of mine like gave, I was living in New York at the time and I was like had this aha uh-huh. I want to be I think I wanted it was like I could be the next like interviewer TVLs which yes. is funny because I sort of am like doing it now but I was like I see this for myself so strongly in a friend of mine who was like Well, then just start like your own YouTube channel or something like start the video. And I was I didn't take I was like, no, because I just like, no, I can do this. Like, I don't think and then I and then the next week I had like a new idea or whatever, because it was in that sort of phase, you know, but it was so funny that I like he was like, "Okay, great. So nobody that's great that you see that for yourself and like I can see that for you. But like then start proving yourself by like just start doing it. And it's like, duh.
1: But <laughs> yes, It is, I think the thing that I always find very refreshing but I was like, what do you mean I can do it? I know It's that I, uh, my eyes have really been opened when people say that you don't need permission to do things Because that's how I lived my life for so long yeah. Especially, and I'm sure people who have a career where they pitch themselves can relate Is that a lot of times you do kind of need permission to do your actual work Like if you're an yeah. actress or if you want to direct movies, like you kind of do to need To get it. a
0: certain yes Yes, like
1: But you, that doesn't mean you can, you just have to keep pushing yeah. against it.
0: Yeah. And a lot of times it's like, yeah, it's like, okay, you might be waiting for this one person to give you the permission. Yes. But if you just keep start doing it, then that person might come to you instead of mm-hmm. you being like, hello. Like, yes. you're just sitting around waiting for that like one yes. But like, if you were just kept doing it, then the person you want to be like, wow, look at them. Yes,
1: They're absolutely. They're exactly what I need. And my favorite thing is when writers talk about how hard writing is, because there is like a weird like, I, like like 1890s idea of like you just sit at a cafe and like you write your stories and everything's a dream and that's not like writing sucks it sucks it sucks so much uh, and people don't really talk about that but it's hard it's really hard sometimes to like get everything to come together the right way but that's part of the process
0: yeah no I get that because that's I'm like I'm not like a writer but at the same time I'm like oh I do see myself as a writer in my next November. You're writing your fucking book proposal, Tricia. You've said that 2019 was the day, like the yes. year you're doing this. It's coming to a close. I love writing. I am so fired up about what I want to share with the world. And then I'll sit down in front of that computer and be like, I don't have any. Like, <laughs> I- yeah, Yes, yes, yeah. yes. But if I just go, just start writing, then it comes out of then me. Then you get there, But yeah. if I'm trying to force this like perfect this, that, or whatever, then it won't come. But if I just like, just start writing and see what happens... So that's, like, also for me, though, where you're, though, like, trying to shape, like, somebody that's also, maybe even pitched it, but, like, they need, you need, you're doing it for, like, you're writing it in your way, but also you have people that are, like, gonna need to see some certain things from you.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of pressure of, like, I sometimes write through the perspective of someone who doesn't want to read it, reading it, going, like, what does she know? Like, that's, like, you have to think of it through everyone's eyes, and it can get pretty intense.
0: Which I think probably does work because as i said like i read articles from you that i was like why the fuck am i reading about some workout class in new york city but you way that's that you, such a compliment the way that you wrote made
1: me want to read about it. i was also i mean just so the people know it was weird ass exercise yeah i was doing like any exercise that was abnormal in any way <laughs> what was that who were you was that freelance when that you was for about- racked yeah that was for um, that was the last kind of thing i did before i started writing about theme parks and that
0: was was that all stuff like you would have to pitch like as a lot of your work being things that you pitch to them or they were like, we need somebody to go to re- all the random workout classes in New York City.
1: I don't remember how the first one happened, but I think that we did it once and they were like it was really during an exercise boom in New York City. Yeah, it was right. I think it was right before class pass started.
0: It was like SoulCycle came out and then and then like, oh, right. Boutique fitness yeah. like started to explode. And it
1: was I mean, the things that were opening were so specific and specialized, and I just wanted to go to all of them. And so we did about one a month, and we'd have a photographer, and I would go. And I got to say, working out in front of a photographer is a mood that I don't think I want to revisit anytime soon. Because I would put on a pound of makeup. I would put on like Lancome double wear. I think it's called foundation, which is the thick. It's the same foundation that my grandma wears, (laughs) which I love my grandma. I think her skin looks great, but she's like, she wears like, like a, like a strong foundation. And so I would put a pound of makeup on and I would put on all this powder. This is before there were contouring videos. Like there, there was no one out there to help me. And I would just go to these workout classes and hope that we got the shot before I sweat through everything. But it was fun. It was fun to try new things and like go out and do that. And I I really enjoyed that type of stuff. And I think I never would have gotten to theme park writing if I didn't have the experiential base of walking in a room and trying something and then telling people what it was like.
0: Yeah, because that's also like fitness classes in general can be like awkward. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, ugh, like we're all can be all like, oh, I don't have the coolest outfit or I'm not the thinnest or I'm not do you wear makeup or do you not wear makeup? Like we can get in our heads about like the stupidest.
1: So many things. I don't want to wear it because if it looks like I'm wearing makeup, then like it doesn't even be like. Yeah. Like, and then I'd be then like, like how how I care I then... too much or like then whatever. Or like Oh my God. Like, it was like, how do I get to the top of this aerial hoop? Like I, I it was truly right. these like very difficult things that I was not truly fit to do. <laughs> but it, just showing up and doing it was the job and it was fun.
0: So then how did you end up? writing about theme parks was that just something you then pitched or it,
1: so it all kind of fell in on each other so i i started doing all this exercise stuff it happened to coincide there was actually no correlation but it on paper it looked like oh she thought this through it was, I was like, um it was on the way to my i was like leading up to my wedding Mm-hmm. So I, I did just happen to be working out a lot because I bought a dress that was too small That's a different story um, I Barely fit in it, had to change spanks in the middle of the night No one knew, doesn't matter, like it's fine um, But I was working out a ton to like see, see how, how much work I could do I was like, let's just see how good of a job I can do Because I am very lazy and usually would not exercise So I was like doing all these classes, all this stuff And then in that process, on my bachelorette party, ended up going to Disney World because it was February and I don't really drink that much. So anywhere that you would go in winter that's warm where there's drinking, there's a lot of drinking.
0: Right. Like you, you're not Vegas. Or like, yeah. I'm not going to Vegas. Count, I'm not like, going to
1: Mexico. Yeah. Like, it, it's just, it was not a good thing. Yeah. Like, so we ended And your up Your skin color like,
0: no. doesn't make me think that you would be like oh, partying. Yeah.
1: On, oh, you mean you can see beach. all of my veins? You can see all my veins. <laughs> not even like the ones that you get from crossing your legs, varicose veins, like full. <laughs> I'm just, you can see, I'm like a case study in a health class. Um, but, is, but have you
0: always been like a Disney like fan or is that just no. like this? be something fun for us to do. That's all it was. Which I do actually think like, yeah. Yeah,
1: it was, I mean, it was a group of nine of us, I believe. And it was, it seemed like the right fit. We just wanted something that was silly and fun yeah. and easy and you could get to, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I planned it because that explains a lot about my personality. <laughs> I was like uh, to my friend Aaron, I'm like, you will be my maid of honor. Also, I am planning the bachelor party goodbye. You're maid of honor, but like, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to um, step over Every single thing you do, but I love you and I appreciate you being by my side on my very important day. Uh, so we went there and it was true chaos. Um, I did not know because I don't have children. I, I mean, obviously didn't have children at the time because it was five years ago, uh, but I didn't know how difficult it was to go to Disney World. I had no clue because when you're younger, you go like, you don't see any of the stuff. Right. Like you just like are trotting behind your parents and then they give you a churro and you're like, this is the best. And then you find Mickey Mouse and you go home. Um, But they, the way that they now run the park when you visit it is that it's all digital. You reserve restaurants six months in advance. you, Book fast passes for the oh. ride 60 days out, and you have to wake up at a certain time to be able to do it. Otherwise, you won't be able to get it. It's very schedule oriented. And okay. I did not know that. I still, don't. well, yeah. I mean, I've
0: gone to now, I'm when I was never, well, no, I was. When I was a kid, I think my entire room was like Mickey Mouse, but I am not as you would guess probably about me, I'm not like a manic for Disney. Yes. <laughs> but I do have two young girls and we live in Southern California. And I was like, I'm also not like, a let's throw a birthday party. <laughs> so Yeah. So that's been our tradition to take them to Disneyland or California Adventure for their birthday. So we go like twice a year. Oh, wow. One for yeah. Zia's birthday and one for Arrow's or whatever. And it's been, and I would like, consider getting season passes in the future when they're a little bit older because it is so much fun to go with them and like see that joy and whatever. But yeah, so I'm going with kids where it's toddlers where it's different. So we even were like there the last time like, Oh, that didn't restaurant looks nice. And I was like, no you have to sit down and order and, and and some a waiter takes your order that's not for us right now in this stage of Disneyland <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe later but yeah I would see if you're going with your friends especially your bachelor party you would want to go to those nicer oh, yeah. restaurants and sit down and enjoy yourself and then you're like what I can't go yeah
1: it was it was a lot um it ended up being okay but if i i would plan the entire thing Just differently if i went back because
0: you couldn't have you were then there and all the things you wanted to do were not it, like, Well, we, we did
1: okay because we didn't know what things we wanted to do because we didn't know anything right so we ended up having a nice time i have uh, my friend jenna at the time worked at disney world so she kind of helped she was like do this 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 and this okay and it worked out great uh but now that i've spent so much time there i'm like oh my god like we like, oh, why didn't we go to this park instead of this park? Like, I just... Because right, cause Disney World is a different than yes. Disneyland. So there's I, much more. I, as, as a theme park journalist, I write mostly about Disney and Universal Parks, which is, I mostly write about Disney World because that's where all the stuff happens. And I always say that I'm a city editor for a city that happens to be Disney World because it's that big. Right. I mean, there's like um, almost 40 hotels there's four theme parks and then there's a downtown district. So there's restaurants everywhere. There's all these things to do. There's things that are constantly opening. There's entertainment. There's so much to do. And by planning that trip, it was just so overwhelming. And when something's overwhelming, you either go, you repel and you're like, this is horrible. I'm never looking at it again. Or you just need to know more so that you can master it next time. And that is how I got here. (laughs) So you
0: went on that trip. We're like, oh, my God, there's so much to know. That was overwhelming. And so then did you then pitch it to someone? Or yeah. Like-
1: so I got home and um, I had a meeting with my friend Sarah, who was starting at Travel and Leisure, which is where I still write just because I started there. I really love them. Everyone I've worked with there is fantastic. Um, the magazine is great. I love it. Uh, and I started there and was like, I don't I know this is weird, but like I, I kind of want to write about Disney stuff. Had you already been, had
0: an opportunity, like, were you hired by them or no, you were just I, going there to her pitch? Her and I had
1: a meeting and she was like, oh, I'd love to know any travel got stories. It. We just got coffee, like, just got talking. It. So she
0: had just got that job there. You yeah. weren't guaranteed anything. You're no. just like, hey, do you have any ideas that are travel yeah. And like,
1: you know, usually people would be like, Iceland. And I was like, Orlando, Florida. <laughs> and she's like, excuse me? Um, and I'm like, I don't know. I just went, like, I can't stop looking into, I couldn't stop researching. It was like, there there was so many things to dive into. And I just kept digging and digging and digging and digging. And she's like, yeah, if you want to write a few things, like that'd be great. And I wrote a few things and then I wrote a few more things. And then I eventually wrote a few more things for other people. And it just kind of snowballed and about... And were I, all of those things based on
0: the trip you had already taken or did you keep somewhat, going Somewhat, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: at that point, I ended up reading a lot of books Okay. because... There was there's so much history to the parks too. Yeah, and
0: so you can learn. People are like, and that's saying There are like people go to Disney because they're like me and they're just like they have young kids. This will be fun. Or there's people that are like obsessed.
1: Yeah, because it really is. It is in a way like a living museum. Yeah, especially Disneyland here in California. So I just kept learning and learning and learning. I mean, I I will never. Be done learning in this job, (laughs) which sounds weird because a lot of people think I just like write about Mickey Shaped pretzels. Right. Like where to find them. But there's so there is so much. There's so much there. And it just it you can't know it all.
0: So you start writing for travel and leisure about Disney Mm -hmm. and then while I'm still
1: doing fitness stuff, while I'm still doing like like fun essays. I think while I think all of this was happening during when I wrote about Soul Camp. Okay. So I was writing a lot of fun experiential stuff while also like doing a little theme park stuff on the side. And then it like slowly swallowed me whole.
0: And how did that, was that happen from people keep coming to you or you kept like seeing more into it and pitching those stories out or a little bit of both? It's twofold.
1: It's partially that I kept pitching it and also that that section of travel has grown so much over the past few years. So when I first started, there was so much going on at Disney World, but it wasn't, As much in the forefront as it is now. Yeah. And now because the studios are doing so well and because they own Marvel and Star Wars and Pixar and all of those entities are doing so well and are so big that there's just news now every hour almost. (laughs) And when I started, there was maybe like one big news story a week. Like there wasn't that much. And now it's just never ending. So the parks have ramped up. So, there used to be maybe one ride a year that would open. Now it's like every summer, what's happening? Like, what is the big story? What is the new ride? What's the new land? Like, everything has grown and grown wow. and grown and grown. And so now there's just so much more to do. So, I've focused on it more, but also there's way more to cover.
0: So, have you, are you still then freelance or do you mainly work for one? I'm still freelance.
1: Um, wow. I'm still, yeah. I mostly have, I have a column now at sci fi, at sci fi wire, sci fi.com. Um, and I do that once a week. I mostly write for travel and leisure um, just because I really like writing about Disney for a non-Disney audience. Yeah. Because it I am I have one foot in each world. There's a whole Disney community. It yeah. is gigantic. People who don't know about it are like, people talk about Disney on Twitter, and we're like, the inside jokes that you see on dis Twitter are so rough. Like, there's so much happening. It's a, a tiny online high school, and I like writing about it and kind of translating how to do things for people who are like me who showed up and were like, what do you mean I have to like take two buses to get to the front desk of my hotel to put a credit card in my account? <laughs> like just weird things that us regulars are like, you obviously.
0: Yeah. So what is that? Like, so because you are then freelance with all of that, does that give you like a sense of freedom and like you're not locked into this? Or like, do you, and that also, as a writer, is that pretty much people want to be freelance? You know, like it's such a, it's uh, it's hard because because freelance in any industry, it's like, oh, freelance meaning you create your own schedule somewhat. But then, oh, you don't always know what's coming. You don't probably have insurance from that. Like, oh, yes. like what you're married now. Yes. Um, like, when I started, still. I
1: wasn't and had um some garbage insurance and thankfully didn't get sick. Like, you know, you're just yeah. hoping even if you have the meh insurance, you're just hoping nothing bad happens. Uh, but now that I'm married, like that's covered. So I don't have to worry about insurance. But in terms of freelance writing, I I, I could not do this job in an office. There's nowhere that would hire me full time to do this. So if I if I did do this full time, it would be a travel writer who occasionally writes about Disney. Right. And then on I would be too busy writing about all my other stuff and doing all my work and editing that I wouldn't be able to even write about theme parks. Right. So I don't it, it has helped that I don't have the option. To even like think about, you know, like having a real job where you have like someone pays for you to go on Twitter 20 minutes every hour. Like that would be wonderful. <laughs> but um it I, I just don't have a choice otherwise. But I do like having flexibility because I am not an office person.
0: And that also I'm guessing if you worked in an office then. You would be able to pitch some of your ideas, but it it also would be like a lot of like sending you on things you maybe aren't so excited to write about.
1: Yeah, I feel like I burned through all of that energy a while ago because when I was first starting freelance. um, You're like, sure. Yeah, whatever. Like you're so excited about everything. And you have about like seven good years in you. Of just like churning out copy of things you is, don't Which that care is, about. that was like a
0: long time of yeah. like, <laughs> like you're not even that old, but that was like, yeah, seven years yes. of like of, saying yes to everything. Of just probably. like doing
1: so much like like content and um, sponsored stories on a website through it. Like I I don't mind any of it. I, It's all fine, but it's definitely work. And uh, my friend, Greg Lindsay, who's a phenomenal reporter, he told me when I was like really, maybe like two or three years into freelancing, he was like, the way to survive is that half of your work is the stuff you care about and half of your work is the stuff you do to make money to cover that other half. And so for a while, it was like half my work was the stuff I did not like, yeah. which was like pure content creation. And then half was like doing this Disney thing and like trying to explore it and trying to make a real job of it. And then eventually I, it just be, there's just so much to write about now. There's too much to write about.
0: Do you still like love being in the Disney world? Like, do you have days of like, no, this, or like, no, you're just like,
1: I would say I'm almost in too deep where I've had to take a step out and be like, "I I cannot be on Twitter right now. Like, because all of my free, yes, all my free time becomes like, what's happening at Disney? What's happening? Like there's the, the speed of things has churned so fast that the big news of last week was that, they removed ketchup packets from Casey's corner in magic kingdom. It was like, like a ketchup related controversy. And it's like, this is too, too much. Sometimes <laughs>
0: like, yes, it was like that sort of stuff to like, figure out what do actually like, you're like in it, in but it. like, what do people in yes. the world? Like, is that going to, that's what I love.
1: <laughs> Cause I, um I'm, I tra- basically my main job is to translate everything Disney for people who are going on vacation. So ideally the person who goes, oh, I'm going to Disney World. What should I do there? And Google's like, what should I eat? And my eater stuff comes up. And like Google's like, what should I do? And my travel and leisure stuff comes up. So it's, I write for an audience that will never know about ketchup packet stuff, <laughs> nor the name of the place that happened at. Yeah. Like it's, which is nice. It's very free. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then it, do you also like, you're, thing when you have like other ideas coming up, I don't know if those were Disney related or not related. Like, do you love that you're feeling it's because, like, you're also not like, I must only write about Disney. Do you still write about anything else? I
1: don't. Yeah. <laughs> there was, I mean, there's always a little bit of me that's like, I am a, at, at the core, I'm a travel writer. Should I be writing about, I don't know, like Spain? Like, should I be writing right. about something else? And then anytime I dip into something else, I'm like, get me out of here yeah it is not it is so clear that this is the right niche for me right in a way i didn't expect or know. yeah but anytime i step a foot outside it's like oh i could cover the globe it's just i need parameters and yeah. the parameters of theme park have been very helpful that's
0: great and that's again like so the should language that it's like when trying like the should i try this is again was it like do should i write about spain because like other yeah. this or like yes. but do i actually want to write about space? Yes, and asking
1: yourself that question <laughs> is so helpful. I did this an hour ago because I thought of a story that would be great and I was like, oh, I should pitch this person and then thought I actually I don't want I don't want to, I don't, it's a great story that could be cool, but I don't want to write it. I'd rather use that time to focus on something else.
0: Yeah. Cause that's what, like we have so much more information than ever, which I think makes us like have so many more ideas or shoulds than ever. Cause we see things. And so then constantly coming back to like, that's like that language shift can be, it's so easy and can be so powerful. Like, Oh should Do I? like, and like, how would I feel when I'm actually doing this? Or like, why am I doing this? And that quick, like should want.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's been interesting because for so long in my life, um, building up a, you know, a a base of stories has been pitch the story, try to get it in, like just try to have all the clips so that you can get the next job. And now I've reached a point where I don't really think there is a next job. I think this is what it is. Like I've reached a point where, Oh, I worked for a few places. I really like writing for them. I I'm happy to write for new people, but I'm fine with the places I have now. And it's kind of figuring out what, where time can be spent best. And that's something I've never really had to deal with before. Because before it was just... Like
0: like sort of like climbing, climbing, climbing. You have to moving, moving, moving. It would be all slipping away. And now
1: everything's kind of steady, but trying to figure out what is a priority is very difficult.
0: Well, try that should versus want thing. It might help.
1: You know, this is like my new life mantra.
0: (laughs) Risha here, bringing you a brief interruption to tell you about this week's sponsor, Encircled. Their mission is to help women do more with less clothing in their closets through designing clothes that are equally parts comfortable and stylish. Yes, I am all for this. They focus on using premium, sustainable, and luxurious fabrics that are made from naturally derived materials. They care about who and how the clothing is made. 100% of their collection is made locally in Toronto, Canada, by fairly paid workers. Pretty amazing. The products, the clothing was all designed by former management consultant and avid frequent flyer who wanted to have less clothing in her suitcase that was comfortable and versatile and looked great. So all the products are super versatile. Their most popular designs are the 8-in-1 dress cardigan top. What? Called the Chrysalis Cardi. So you can wear it eight different ways. Also popular, the dressy sweatpant, which I currently have on and is super cozy and sleek. And their dressy sweatshirt. So go check them out. And they gave us a code. You can get $20 off orders of $100 or more with code Claim It Podcast. The code is good through December 31st, so go get yourself a nice present for all your travels and for hanging out at home for all that you do. encircled.co or encircled.ca if you're in Canada, $20 off with code Claim It Podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. So let's talk about the reality, though, of your job because yes, it does seem like very fun and glamorous that you're always <laughs> jet setting off. We've we've been trying to talk. I I reached Carly was one of the first people I reached out. I'm to. so
1: embarrassed about this.
0: <laughs> no, don't be. Why would be embarrassed? You're one of the first people I reached <laughs> out to <laughs> be on the podcast, but it has been we haven't had the conversation until now because you often are traveling or at an opening or at like I, you're doing I cool know. stuff. I wanted to apologize for it. Like, I was just like, awesome. Yeah, you're always doing stuff. I just, we'll have I a So many of those emails
1: I had to be like, I promise I am not blowing you off. I abs- I promise I just am in Orlando <laughs> But
0: I not know. That's
1: what I was saying. I was like, I
0: didn't feel at all. Like, I was like, I see you. You are always somewhere. I mean, yeah, I'm going I'm back on Sunday. Like it, <laughs> I'm always gone. But how has that been? And your adjustment to also like, I'm doing this opposite job. Like, do you have to remind yourself? Like, Oh, I'm doing an awesome job when you might get into like the complaints of like the sleep or the, I'm in this hotel where I have to take two buses. They're like, <laughs> see, like, uh, what, have your attitude
1: shifted since so you- when I'm there, it's, it's weird. I, I didn't know when I started this, that I was somehow like, this was the only career path for me because the entire way that I just live my life and am lines up with this job perfectly Yeah, where I hate sleeping. Like I, I love to just like go, 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 go for 16 hours a day. Which is like reporting at a theme park. Like that's what it is. And whenever I'm there, I just kind of click into a third person mentality where I am living my life as like guest <laughs> X. And so if anything happens to me, it's not it's not like, oh like my trip, this. I'm always like, oh, I need to take note of this. Right. Or like what would the person who doesn't know what I know do in this position? Yeah. And so I'm always observing everything around me and like asking questions. And my husband doesn't like going to the parks anymore because I'm always like, "How many trains are you running today?" Like, there's just so many like things that I can't stop asking. Uh, I like can't shake being a reporter when I'm there. But I, because, but you enjoy yourself. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I have. A I great feel like time. because of
0: that, that you're putting yourself in the third person, you probably enjoy yourself more. Because even if like an order was or like you had some bad experience, then you're like, oh, "Okay, this is something to write about." Oh, like that, absolutely. you're never like sitting in the disappointment. Probably never. Or Maybe never. Okay.
1: <laughs> no, no, never. Because and also because I'm there all the time. Which helps. So whenever I go, it, there's never the pressure of vacation, which is so much of what Walt Disney World is. The pressure of vacation. Oh my God. Because they're usually- I have to have the best day ever. Yes. I cannot have one disappointment. That's, <laughs> it's actually like a huge issue because people go to Disney World and it's expensive. Right, it is. expensive it is. and the entire system is predicated on, we want to make sure you have the best day Right. Like that's really, they want you to leave the park and be like, I made memories that will last a lifetime. And there's so much they do to inform that including booking fast passes early so that when you plan a trip, if you're people save up for five years to go to Disney world and if you're saving up and you want to meet Cinderella, they guarantee you will meet Cinderella. If you have a fast pass or if you have this reservation, like Got it is locked it. in.
0: If you know these yeah, things to if do you ahead plan of time. correctly.
1: <laughs> yes. So it's kind of like I, I navigate with that. I'm there all the time. So like, I don't care. Like if I'm, if, if they get rid of one of my favorite foods, I do freak out. But <laughs> I do go on a rampage. But besides that, it's just like I'm I'm there to be the eyes and ears of the future guest in a weird way.
0: Got it. And I get that. It, yeah, that expectation. It's funny because I've pretty much only been going with, like I said, the first time we went, I went like once or maybe twice as an adult, too. It was like, oh, let's go on a cute date or whatever. So, again, you're like expectations are different that way. Oh, yeah. But um. Yeah, well, the first time we went, my Zia was two and Arrow was like six weeks old.
1: <laughs>
0: so we had very low expectations. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying Moving and I flow. still like the last time we went was like, yeah, a couple of weeks ago for Zia's fourth birthday again. She four and arrows two. Two toddlers. I still have very low expectations. Yes, yes, like, yes, yes. Because
1: it's like I don't know uh-huh. how
0: they're gonna do in line and with all of these things and stuff like that. So which makes there be so much more room for joy because i'm not like even though it is we're paying money it also to me that i have to keep reminding myself okay whatever she's having a tape tomorrow okay we didn't get to go on like i never have any expectations of what rides we're gonna meet or like of what we're gonna meet like anything of that like i'm not like the day and so then the day is always great and even if there are meltdowns or this or that or whatever that it's just because i'm constantly like Letting go of any expectations I yeah, have and just have being you able to enjoy that. Yeah, we need
1: to have a seminar in Disney World, yes! maybe once a day. I have this idea. Just like put it on the calendar, be like, it's going to be okay. Hello, I am your expectation <laughs> manager. <laughs> <laughs> I would I know love you, you, you th- to right now to state your expectations and now let go of them. <laughs> I know you think you should go on Space Mountain, but do you want
0: do you to? you want to or is it just because you... Because p- people think- say you should. <laughs> I know. And then are you going to be disappointed? So I'm just going to let
1: you know if you have the expectation. Wow, <laughs> let me tell you, uh, this is a niche that you could fill. <laughs> new career ideas every day. Yes. Just have like a 20 minute audio thing that people can listen to when like everything is going wrong on their vacation. I'm
0: going to pitch this to Disney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hook me up with Air Disney. Oh, I got nothing. I buy kidding. my own
1: annual pass. I got nothing. <laughs> I'm just on the outside being like, why did you stop selling my favorite rice bowl? So <laughs> That's funny. my job.
0: Okay. So that part of the job, you're like, good. And then, but also then the pressure, you're always saying like writing is hard. And yes. Like-
1: reporting on an opening is um, easily the hardest reporting job I've ever had in my whole life. And I've done a lot of different types of reporting, but there's something about, because uh, you're dealing with the biggest entertainment company in the world. And they naturally like to control their message because Uh. of course they do. And kind of the way that news, the way that Disney news is covered is that things spread like wildfire. So even if something is not even inaccurate, but just worded a certain way, it can spread quickly. And then the message is just totally diluted. And so it's very, very important that everything you say is correct and factual and you can back it up and you have it on the record. Like everything is very, very important. It feel I always joke that it's like the crew of people who are part about theme parks are like the White House press corps, because like we're you know we're dealing with like big things like yeah. big entities and we have to cover it so truthfully and so accurately. And if we don't, we hear about it from everyone who's reading, anyone who knows anything about Disney, any other reporter who is there and disagrees, like you know immediately. It's high
0: stakes, baby. That's <laughs> funny. So that's yeah, like so as. The, as the reality of the job When you're there And doing the actual reporting You're like having a blast You're in this third oh, yeah. party It's fun But I'm in a it. Like a
1: I'm in like a catatonic state Like I I don't check my phone all day I am I'm like shaking Like I am just all in Getting if so, there's news breaking or like you're going on the ride for the first time, and then you have to write a story immediately to get it out. Right, I'm just like all in, hyper focused. And then like, yeah, do you have to do
0: anything like that? Are you then like having so much pressure on yourself? Like I have to get everything. Oh my god, somebody else reported on the
1: ketchup, and I didn't even know about like yes. that sort of like thing. Thankfully, like this constantly. That's like- why I love working for not a Disney fan site because right. the Disney fan sites. God bless them. I love all of those people. <laughs> they are. I've met the most incredible people. Through theme parks, never thought I would. But they work so hard. They work harder than any reporters I've ever met, people on the theme park beat. Cause they have to get it out within seconds. And I cannot do that. I have gotten text messages from friends while I am at like a some sort of press thing. And it's another website that's posting the photo of the food that I'm about to eat. And I've been like, How did you get this? Like, are you stalking me? Cause they're so quick, they're so efficient. And thankfully, because I write for a magazine. Uh, we can take more time to push it out because it, the audience sometimes doesn't even know the ride is opening. Right. Yeah. But for me, I have, like, I just need to gather as much as I can when I'm on the ground.
0: And so that, is that while you're helps you to like get out of your head some more like write the story that you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. The people reading my story are over here. Yes,
1: absolutely. (laughs) Have to like take two steps back and be like, remember, this ride is in this land that opened last year and blah blah blah. Like be very um explanatory because I try to write every story for someone who may have never read a Disney story before. Yeah. So you have to give it enough context without having people who know Disney look at your story and think you know nothing.
0: But that's what, so yeah, are you then worried about the people, yeah, that are, like, Disney freaks, like, reading your story? Disney, a little bit, but... I'm sorry if you're, I'm not, you're not a Disney freak. We Dis, love... Disney passionate As one
1: of them, I don't take it offensively. Okay. I was like,
0: you never know these days. As long as you're not choices. talking down to us. Yeah. <laughs> then it's fine. I don't, I just didn't like the way that Disney freaks came out of my...
1: No, I get it. You, I mean, you're, you're here Disney-ites. talking to me about it. Um, I say, like, diehard fans. <laughs> the diehard fans. Yes. Yeah. It, eh, I, rep- I am, am so careful about everything I say, and like, am, everything has to be fact. Everything has to be backed up. That a lot of times I end up running details that sometimes other people miss. So then, even the Disney fans can usually find something in an article and enjoy it. Oh, yeah, because I cool. will fact check the tiniest thing, and people are like, "You need to know." But there's in a world of
0: it. the vast internet how do you even fact check these days like what do you take as the fact
1: I you know yeah I email <laughs> Disney PR because okay thankfully I like have a right. channel of conversation with good them, thankfully but beyond that a lot of times it's, it's really it's nice. like what is the truth about anything these I'm, days you I can know. find if you want
0: to believe this if you want to believe that being vegan is the best choice for you, you can find it. if you want to believe that eating only meat is the best choice for you you can find evidence on that you can oh find evidence God. on anything you want. Anything right you now. want.
1: Anything you want. It's so scary. Um, I always just refer to other reporters that I trust. Like even like my friend who runs Disney Food Blog, which is a wonderful blog that covers everything food with Disney. You'd think that that's like a pretty chill lifestyle. It is not. She is working harder than anyone I've ever met, and she won't. She was telling me she won't even run a story until there was something where like. Um, like a park was opening at 6am the next day. So then it was for a special, like when star Wars galaxy's edge, the new star Wars land opened and it was like, they opened at 6am. So the, uh, the place in the hotel that serves breakfast would open at four and she wouldn't run that story until she had a photograph of the sign that says we will open at 4am. And it's that level of reporting where I'm like, if she's running it, I trust her. Like I will refer to her and I know that that's real.
0: And these people that you've met, you said they're most amazing people. I make up that they're just so freaking passionate about Disney as well, that they're not just like people that are like so crazy about details. They are, but they also like they're just so passionate about Disney in general. And and then they want to get the details right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That they
0: are people that are very much love that that's what they get to do.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, it's dope. (laughs) It's so cool but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's the, definitely the icing on the cake is, you know, being the first person to go on a ride. Like that is obscene that that's like a thing that's part of our job. But then 98% of the rest of it is doing all of the work that lets you do that. And then immediately rush to a laptop and type up a story. (laughs) 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 But yeah, they, it's all, it comes from a place of love and caring and like protecting this place that we love so much. So a lot of times people will be very critical but it's just because we care so much
0: critical of like what other of, people like things are that, that Di- Disney
1: world were introduced, like rides oh. that are taken away. They'll take away older rides to bring in newer rides. Like everything, even like works. the
0: menu item changes or whatever. Yes. Like
1: <laughs> everyone is very, very touchy about anything that goes away. And there's extremes of it. Like if they take away a ride people will be upset. And if they take away a ride, more people loved a lot more people will be upset. And it's always, I always vote in favor of new because it's if they're investing more money in these parks it's only going to we're only going to have more fun yeah because there's always something new to enjoy but it is weird because there's not a lot of things that you report about a uh, report about where nostalgia is so built into it right so even though we're all reporters and we're there and we're asking the hard questions and we're doing the work there's still like a lot of people especially the locals at either park like you this is a place you've been to forever yeah and so you have an attachment that informs everything you do.
0: Yeah. Funny. But it's real chill. <laughs> so then how does this like you and like your work sounds like consuming in many ways? Yeah. Are you though able to like then like go be out and do things and like not be in Disney mindset all the time? Or are you like constantly like thinking Disney?
1: I can't shake it. And it's the type of thing where I've brought friends into the fold where my friend Alex, I've taken her on trips and like we've gone to we go to Disneyland a lot together. And she'll go to parties and she'll be like, oh, have you heard about Disney cruises? And like, you just can't get out of it. It just eats away at your brain just because it's so fun. And like, it's there's so you just want to share it. And how does your husband do it? Oh, my God. My husband is like fine with this. (laughs) He does okay. He went on a Disney cruise with me. He was a good (laughs) sport. Um, He's going to Tokyo Disney and Shanghai Disneyland with me in December, which I'm very appreciative about. Uh, But it is Weirdly, like the flip side of it is that there's always a Disney person wherever you go, which a lot I didn't realize until I was in this line of work. Where, and how do
0: you spot them?
1: <laughs> oh, people in people are like you guys. they like, we don't want to hear about it. You guys talk. <laughs> so I've gone to friends weddings and talked to like their mom's neighbor who's obsessed with Disney and is like a Disney vacation club member, which is like Disney's timeshare thing. And you just talk <laughs> like you end up. It's so you easy just, like, to make friends living... if you have this common language. <laughs> It's so easy. Like, I love making friends more than anything and just being like, oh, we know the same stuff and you can just talk forever.
0: That's funny. It's great. Do you feel like now, like, does the part of you have any sort of fear of like, what am I going to do next? Or you're like, I could really at this point write for Disney forever.
1: Because it's definitely it's, possible that they'll keep... Oh my God, I know. Like, it, does any
0: of that stuff ever come up or do you ever feel overwhelmed about it? Or I, just right I'm, now, like... No, this is... I'm
1: definitely overwhelmed about it because my whole career was just kind of like looking down and running. I was just like, I got it. I got to get the next clip so I can get the next job so I can be at a place where like, this is what I do. Yeah. And it. I didn't start calling myself a theme park journalist until maybe two and a half or three years ago because I didn't know if it was a full job at that right. point. And now that I'm there, it's like, okay, like I write all these stories, but what else can I do? And I'm kind of trying to figure out what other bigger projects I can do that will help people plan their trips.
0: Got it. Yeah. So not, it's still like within Disney, but like, like looking yes, out just more. Yes. seeing
1: what more I can do. Yeah. Because I don't really want to stop. I still love it.
0: Yeah. No, I think that that's great. And I think that like, what an amazing career journalism is, is that you can then, like you likely, if next week you're like, I'm done, what do I want to write about? Because even though you have all this content that's related to other things, you still have like all of this that you can be like, oh, now I want to write about home renovations or whatever. And then it's like somebody would then take you, even though you might not have anything about that subject, and they can see, oh yeah, she's got a great perspective. Yeah.
1: And that's part, that's partially why I went into journalism because I thought of it as a trade, kind of like plumbing, where like I have a skill, I can always do it. Right. Um, granted, I didn't think media would nosedive the way it has. <laughs> I really thought publishing was in it for the long haul and would not just crumble. Did you have a dream about what type of writing you yes. used to want to oh do? Oh my God. All I wanted to do was write for Jane Magazine. It was Jane Magazine. Because it, it was like post sassy. Yeah. Uh, so I grew up with Jane. I was like right on the cusp, but yeah. I'm a Jane person. And I loved it so much and it was the only goal of mine was like intern at Jane, work at Jane and I found out like junior year of college that they were folding.
0: I, think, I heard she has like some media website now yes. though, right?
1: I, I know she had exojane.com and then I don't know if that is still a thing. I
0: don't know. Like I feel like I heard
1: her name recently yeah, about something. But the magazine was so special and I haven't seen anything really replicated since. It was just like you could tell that all those editors were just having a good time and were cool and had great taste and stuff. And they would like go on road trips and like make a spread of it in the magazine. It was so cool.
0: You know why I started to look back into it? I read somebody's like memoir or like story who ended up writing for Jane, and it was like this girl, like like New York fashion girl, that got really into drugs, and then she pitched a story.
1: Yes. Oh my god, I love Cat Marnell. I read
0: her book. She is
1: so interesting. And I re-
0: forgot that. And I immediately read her book and then was like, needed to find her and was a little bit worried about her because I was like, mm, but when this book ends, it sounds like she just vanished to do more.
1: Yes. Yeah. you. It's a little like. <laughs> so that's why I ended up looking into Jane and like all of yes. that stuff. But yeah, I loved that book so much that I wanted to reread it and I couldn't remember where it was. And I was just like, wait, is this real? This was a real story. Yes. I actually don't know what she's up to. But an hour ago, I saw a tweet that said something like Cat Marnell is better at sports writing than any of you who've been doing it your whole life. Oh my God. And so I think she's doing sports right now, which we're, I would love to We're going to have to
0: check out she's up to. It. We'll put a link to her and her book in the show notes. See, a
1: real like <laughs> journalism, you just switch genres and you're all in. I mean, I don't want, I don't want to make it sound like journalism is like a sweet cakewalk <laughs> because it is sometimes feels like begging for nickels, but I love it.
0: When is it, does it still feel like that at some times? Oh yeah, because everyone, everyone the just pays so, less. Right. So it's, like, yeah. even though you may have become more and more established that it's like, then the, bu- it's like, then there's other things. Yeah. Like-
1: it's just, no one has been paying more than they used to. Like everything, things are either the same or worse. Yeah. They haven't gotten better. Um, Thankfully, like once you do it for a while, you know, who's pretty good, who's great to work with and you value different things. Like if someone is really great to work with and the turnaround's fast. And they pay less. It You know, like it's more worth your time. Yeah. So it's navigating all that. But um, yeah, it's ne- it's definitely not. And I'm so not you like,
0: basically have to gauge your whole like how many stories a week, a month or whatever. Yeah. Can I get to like have this.
1: Yeah. Set. And I don't write income. quickly, which is really bad. Um, I have friends who write quickly and they are able to freelance and do like news editor things in the morning while they do other stuff um and that i just can't i it takes it takes a lot out of me physically to write which i guess it's good that i know that yeah but um i would be probably chilling a lot more if i could just not care so much about every word that would i put would you the page. really be ch- chilling i actually like <laughs> I probably <laughs> what not. is chilling like <laughs> i just sh- i say i should be chilling but do i want to be chilling <laughs> i don't and that's not bad maybe later in your life i'm like but you seem like someone that's just like let's do what i know what is happening and that's not a bad thing i just wish i could move through things faster got it which i can't well
0: we'll see you mean like turn around the like stories and stuff? Yeah,
1: like that? I have to every sentence I write, like I have to go back and be like, okay, do I stand behind every single word that I I can't write something kind of half ass and send it in and then have it go live. Like my nightmare is like just phoning it in and then being called out on it. Got it.
0: Does that mean you actually stop after each sentence? Oh no no. no. Okay. are um, right, like, but then when you're yeah. going like your edit, then you're like really weighing. Yeah. I
1: mean, each I don't want to get down on myself for like valuing integrity above everything. <laughs> Yeah, but um, in terms of speed, I could be faster, <laughs> which affects you know how much work I can take on, how I yeah get to bigger. That's projects what I was like, like. That
0: is that like perfectionism, or is there any sort of like self doubt or something weighing into that, or is I it just you like really like the high old integrity school
1: newspaper? Yeah, like I because my college had a newspaper program. Like we learned how to be a newspaper writer, and I just took that so much to heart. Yeah, and so even though now it's kind of like the wild wild west of
0: Totally internet.
1: And I'm writing about something that's usually... like somebody could
0: be like in their car mm-hmm. writing on their phone and publish. Yeah. You're like, nah, not yeah. Me.
1: It's really hard in this sphere, especially because ev- everyone is a Disney expert who goes to the parks. That's kind of how I feel <laughs> is that even though I have given myself a title because there's no other way to explain what yeah. I do. Uh, if you go to Disney World a lot, you're an expert. And I really, really value everyone who goes there and, like, gives me tips or, like, tells me that, like, oh, this is actually better. Like, everyone is so, so smart about it. And I value them, and I don't want to write stories that they read and then go, what are you talking about? Yeah. So I try to make everything be at as high of a quality level as possible.
0: Got it. But, you know, it takes time. Well, and that's, yeah. Yeah. Valuable thing. I'm just like, of course, like, that's the point of the podcast is to go deeper. So I had to evaluate other layers of it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, I, yeah, I think it's just, I mean, High I don't integrity want, and... I don't want to be called out on Twitter and I'm yeah. sure that's, well, yeah. yeah, I don't like that feeling, Yeah, but it's definitely, I don't, I also feel a bit like a guest in this space because mm. I didn't grow up as a diehard Disney fan. I kind of just fell into this as my journalistic beat. Yeah. And so I don't ever want to like stand up and be like, I know everything. And I can just write this really fast when like, I just, I want to take my time and make sure everything is accurate. Got it. Because it's really easy these days to write things and forget that they, they have weight and they live on the internet.
0: Oh, totally. It mm-hmm. Even in
1: like a text
0: or like yes. a whatever, I'll write something fast and then I look back and my phone changed eight words and I'm like, <laughs> <I> <laughs> what know. did I write? I thought I wrote a really great email that I had sent. And so I'm like, why don't you stop replying to emails on your phone, Tricia? Yes. Because <laughs> I think that I wrote back great and then I read back and I'm like,
1: what? I know. It really didn't. I didn't understand until recently. I, re- like, I fully didn't and, understand that people peop- read my stuff <laughs> like my brain because I send it in, in a Google Doc and then it appears and then I just don't even think about it. I like I really didn't understand that people will read it. And so it it's just it's just when you think about that, it's a lot. And you want to make sure that you're not failing anyone.
0: Got it. That's admirable. I take
1: it too seriously.
0: Yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to find ways to like speed you up and be nice, and hard,
1: <laughs> not I'm be as hard Midwestern. on yourself. <laughs> I'm too Midwestern. I need to like cut corners. I like, I, I got I got to just like be fast and loose with it.
0: I do feel like it's it was interesting that you said that you were feeling. Like, I love that you think that you're a guest and that you have so much respect for everybody in the space. But you're also like you I think you can own like your space in the Disney Thank community. You.
1: Thanks. I just try to, do a, try to yeah. do a
0: truthful job. Yeah. And have the respect for everybody, which, yeah. Awesome. All right. I'm going to get to the questions I ask everybody. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> what does it go to to raise your joy levels? Maybe if you are like stuck in your head about how something's supposed to go or um, you're really upset about those ketchup packets. Oh, my God. Okay. Or a mission impossible
1: thing girl, you know, I love Mission Puzzle. Or wait, <laughs> we didn't even talk about your foam fluencing. Oh my God. Um, so the, one of the things that has kept me sane, because while I have said that freelancing is the only lifestyle for me, I'm also, I need social interaction. And so I kind of start to lose it by being at home all day. So I spend a lot of time on Instagram stories because to me, that's kind of like if I'm talking, watching phone, or talking, talking, Cause talking to like, my I, phone, yeah. talking to my phone all day, yelling to my phone morning till night, because to me, it's like my brain feels like it's talking to someone. Yeah. It does something at some level in my in my brain where it makes me feel like I'm not in my house all day alone. So, like, I love it. And part of that is that I have accidentally... <laughs> started I okay so Starbucks came out with this drink over a year ago it was the iced cold foam cappuccino please note my past tense in my voice it will come up soon um it was just a drink where it was milk and espresso and then this blended skim milk that made like a dense foam and it was my ideal coffee drink and I loved a cold
0: cappuccino like you guys like it's normally a hot cappuccino hot foam yes cold cappuccino cold foam
1: it was like they made a latte (laughs) fun So I was thrilled about it. And I joked that like, I love this so I'm going to be an influencer. And then like my friends started tagging me in it. And I thought it was really funny. And then it kept happening. Because no,
0: she shared it on social media and people are like, what is this cold film? I was, I was like, what is this? I don't even go to Starbucks, but I think I need to go to Starbucks.
1: Yes. And it just happened so organically. I did not, trust me, I do not make money from this. I have not made money. I probably will not But you, ju- not make you money. made your
0: own hashtag as a foam fluencer or a, something like that as yes. a joke. it's like, it-
1: ha, 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 ha. And then now um, I get tagged whenever people go to Starbucks, which is, as you can imagine is often because it's Starbucks. Uh, but yeah, like people like you were like, oh, I, I saw you post about this thing 90 times. Fine, I'll get it. And then a lot of people get it and go, oh, wait, I really like this.
0: It's fun, especially in the summer. Yes, it is like it's an iced latte, but it's cold foam. We're, we don't know cold foam.
1: It's I a know. new world. We even made it today before this because yeah, she got because <laughs> then Starbucks got sh- rid of the drink, the famous cold foam iced cap. And the weird thing is, they still have cold foam. I'm sure if you have walked into a Starbucks, you've seen like the pumpkin foam, the salted cream foam, all these foams. They don't have the cappuccino anymore. So the foam, the foam still exists, but now I get coffee elsewhere and I found the blender that they use, which is a Vitamix Air spelled A-E-R if you want it. It's cheapest on Costco right now. But, um... And I brought my own (laughs) non-dairy milk to make myself a cold cappuccino before we
0: talked. It looks great. Yeah. The foam is still there. By the way, she's learned that the best
1: foam... Is with skim milk. With skim milk. The it's, fat
0: somehow. Yeah, it's
1: something about the fat content. And I fully understand that a lot of people don't drink regular cow milk. Um, I am from Illinois, so physically I must. <laughs> Weirdly, any other milk makes me sick. so that is I, like, funny. I have to have regular milk. So the non-dairy doesn't
0: foam as much but it's still kind as of skim. But no, it's still yeah. foam. There's still foam in there. I'm at the bottom and look at that. That's yeah, at least rimble. an inch and a half of a foam that is and still it's there. And it's sitting on top
1: of liquid, yeah. you would think.
0: And it is fun.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just fun. <laughs> it's delightful. It's just fun. That is a joyful experience. Yes, it made <laughs> like getting coffee, which is something I need to survive, fun. Um, but in terms the question was what, Uh, what do you do to
0: raise your joy level? So talking to IG story. Yes.
1: Um, I have filled my office with jars of candy, (laughs) which, um, I have a low sugar tolerance and it weirdly doesn't give me like a sugar high, but just have, if I'm stressed, like having a bowl of jelly bellies next to me is very nice. If I'm on a deadline, just like eat it. There's, they're all different flavors. So it's like, what is this fun explosion? I love that. Um, I love going to, there's this place called Bob Baker Marionette Theater that is in uh, Highland Park. They just finally set up a permanent new location in Highland Park in Los Angeles. And that place will give me like 48 hours of high of joy. I am not kidding. Like when I'm there, my mouth hurts from smiling. (laughs) Like I am just living. It is so great. (laughs) It is this historic marionette theater and they put on the shows that they put on in like the 50s and 60s. Wow. And it is pure joy. (laughs) Pure joy. And like just doing my job brings me so much joy. Sitting at home writing about the place where I had fun is tough. Yeah.
0: But the actual going. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But being there, like even reporting, even doing interviews, like doing hard work in the parks like just being there is so nice to me Mm. because it's just like a fun themed utopia (laughs) and just i don't know being there is it really just like reinvigorates you with a sense of happiness oh yeah i love that
0: um okay i have this phrase what is easiest for you is not always what is best for you oh god where can you apply that to your own life
1: um, my eating habits, <laughs> what is easiest for you is yes. Um, if you could tell that to the stock of baby bell cheeses in my fridge where I'm like, <laughs> I could just peel off the wax and then I have a meal. Um, <laughs> it just every, yeah, everything, especially procrastination that applies. Cause I don't prioritize things. Well, I will, I will do things like, Oh, I have to order this sweater from target before I have a story due. Like I just can't, my brain won't, Realize that, like maybe do the story. <laughs> so I do whatever's easiest. I do like the easiest tasks to the hardest. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that um, resonates with every aspect of my life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Yeah. So what is easiest for you is to
1: not do anything I'm supposed to do ever. Is <laughs> put off the thing that you need to get. Put off done. everything. Put off eating healthy. It's best.
0: Maybe I do the story first.
1: Yeah. I should. Uh, uh, I want to yes! accomplish my things. I love this. <laughs> um, I'm going to be in my house just going, and then I'm going to text you and be like, I but that's
0: it. like the best. I love that. You just change yourself. Cause when I chose to uh, get rid of that word years ago, that's, I was just so committed that I would be like in conversation with people like we should, uh, what do you want to do today? Yeah. And it was a whole new energy, but I wouldn't like, I stopped myself and then it really retrained. And then it made me start to realize everything I was thinking. Yeah. Like it really made me super mindful. And I finally, like, it took me like 10 years to realize, oh, I'm very mindful because of 10, however many, 2009, I, 2008, I decided to stop saying the word should. And then it made me really mindful of how I was thinking and talking, so period. Good. Again, I'm still not like perfect, but it really, like, just paying into that one attention to the word, which can give you so many shifts, even, I should really start with this story first. Yeah. I want to start with this story first. Yeah, because I do. I do want to get it done. And procrastination, like that, it cuts cut. It, it, like, there's so many ways that word shift has helped me. Like, again, like I should do the dishes. Last thing I want to do is the dishes. But you know what? I feel great when my kitchen is clean and in order. So I want to do the dishes, and it makes me get up and do the dishes. Like, please write this book
1: proposal. Thank you. <laughs> I want to be like, I want to be like, happy holidays to all my friends. Read this. I love you. you sh- it's not that you should read this. You want to read it. Yeah.
0: That actually, I was walking today and I, I'm not going to say it, but I'm like, I had the idea for a first book and I was like, I have the idea for another one. And it was like the yes. name of the book be- to be, you should read this book, but crossed How out What? So this the book, book would be, you want to read this book, but like big should
1: crossed out. Oh my God. That's brilliant. <laughs> that's I really don't want to say it I'm like don't anybody take it before oh my god I love it, it cut this out. out do it I'm gonna have to
0: before this episode comes out. now now I have to turn in my book proposal you before this episode comes out which is perfect because that was my November call. perfect
1: <laughs> I mean yeah like I'm sitting here hearing you say it and I'm like yes spoon feed me more please
0: <laughs> anyway so it cuts out the procrastination again if you're like uh, I should. Or- yeah. I want to order the sweater, but I should write the article. Well, what do I want? I will actually want to get the story done because then I'll feel better about myself and what I'm doing. Okay, yeah. so I want to write the article. So there's so many levels that one word shift can change. But also, like I said, it makes you start to think, pay attention more to yeah. Everything this is. You're I'm going to reference
1: this moment probably for the rest of my life. Oh, I love you. <laughs> I'm mean, like, I feel like after today I'm just gonna get everything done and like never eat baby bells with snacks anymore and be okay, like okay, don't set your expectations too <laughs> high. I do love a baby bell. <laughs> Woo! I love the wax.
0: <laughs> okay. Next, which keychain <gasps> do you feel is most speaking to you right now Ooh, that you okay. most wanna be reminded of? Well, there is fuck the shoulds do the ones.
1: <laughs> I know. I love these. <laughs> I really like everything is going my way. Yeah. Cause what song is that? Uh, mm-hmm. Everything's going my way. I oh, it's from <laughs> Oklahoma. It's Oh What a Beautiful Morning. I, I was like, I uh, no. You know no, oh, that no? one. Oh, you don't know the Oklahoma soundtrack by heart? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch. it. No, is that... you didn't go on tour with Oklahoma the musical. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this one. Do I do I touch it? Yeah, you I can
0: touch it. it yes, yeah, so I will make it yeah. into a proper keychain yeah, for you. Everything's
1: going my way. Yeah,
0: that was my mantra for the start of the year. It still is, but yeah, it's a good reminder of like you can get into so. Stressed, or what's going to happen? What's going to happen? When's this going to happen? Whatever. Hey, everything's going my way. Yeah. What if I just chose to believe that and then kept going along yeah. with it? If this is
1: um. This feels like the one that says so fucking grateful. This one is like the the me version of that. Yeah, because I'm going to see that and be like, like for what? Yeah, no, that's. What, like, <laughs> and then this one's like, oh, everything's fine because yeah, I'm you grateful. need one that speaks to yeah. you. <laughs> everything's, yeah, everything's like everything's fine. Chill. Yeah, it's like a fun. Like, oh yeah, everything's going my way. Yeah, I I do always think about I don't know who said it I don't know who tweeted it But it's that idea that Like you worked so hard For what you have now And you don't even think about it Or acknowledge it or accept that like, you know, there were years where I was like, all I need to do is just do enough where this can be my job. And yeah. now I fully take for granted that this is my job. And I'm like, OK, how can I do different work while this is my job? And I just, should be doing other things. Yes. Oh, I actually want to do what I'm doing. Yes. And <laughs> okay. this is this is true. It's like, oh, I did. I worked for so many years to get to this point. I should at least be like, oh, how nice. Everything <laughs> is going my way. Yes.
0: I love it. All right, the last question is the name of the podcast is claim it, meaning it's up to us to claim our worth, to claim our value, to claim that everything is going away, to claim our success, that even if we have it from the outside, it's really never out there. That job, that thing. Oh, I once I got the biggest story I ever wanted or whatever, then we're still like we'll be struggling with it unless we ourselves can claim it for ourselves. What are you claiming for yourself? Oh, boy. It could just be one word. It could be whatever.
1: There's a lot of different things I want to say. Um, <laughs> I mean, you kind of already let into it, too. No, I, know, well, I like we really sort- think it's the, I, I want to claim the idea of, like, accepting that I want something, even though this is kind of reiterating what you were saying. Just the, the concept that I'm always like, oh, I got to do this thing, and I got to do this, and my whole day is tasks, and I got to do this, when really, like, thinking about why I'm doing anything. And a lot of that is the should, is that it? I do want to do this story. It's just like I'm getting lost in the research of it and I can't seem to get on top of it and it's taking forever and that drives me crazy. And then I go do something else to avoid doing it. And I think claiming that I, the top level idea that I want to do these things, that I want to do this or I want to do that when I'm procrastinating or avoiding things is yeah. very helpful. yeah. I think that fits that mold.
0: Yeah, totally. And that you're claiming that basically like you want to do the things you're doing. Is that yes. what you're saying? Like, yeah. Yes. And that seeing that like that's your
1: choice and like, yes,
0: I want this. Yes.
1: Not like, oh, I should write that story that I've been putting off. Like, yeah, I do want to write it.
0: Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That word shift like helps you remind yourself. Yes. Oh,
1: right. You it know, brings I- a lot of energy into stuff. I mean, because with what I do, you pitch a story and then two weeks later, you're like, oh, I remember when I was so excited about that. And now I have to do the work. And now I'm stuck in,
0: oh, I have yeah. to write this story. And it's really hard to but lose But meanwhile, that spark. you're the one that
1: was like, I want to write this story. Yes. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's especially hard with me because instead of even just being excited about pitching something, if you're like a painter or a designer, being excited and then doing the work is is two different yeah. things. But for me, it's sometimes I will physically be on a roller coaster <laughs> and be like, this is the best. And then I'll get home and go, oh what yeah Like I, now I have to typey type yeah and so kind of balancing the high and the low energies of those two aspects of the job yeah um is a lot it parallels should want a lot so yeah. I claim um I guess how do I distill that into I claim uh, uh in happiness <laughs> I claim wanting to do the work yeah,
0: yeah. and just like I yeah like how you would said, I was like, yeah, I claim the happiness, but yeah, like I claim that I choose what I'm doing, yeah, like that I want to do my choice,
1: whatever, I yeah, do, like I just do, even, I do love it,
0: yeah, yeah, and like to remind yourself that in all the doing,
1: maybe yeah. in- <laughs> I will order the Target sweater after. The <laughs>
0: awesome thank you thank you for having I love me this you. is wonderful everybody go follow i'm gonna put her links and stuff like that but yeah even if you're not like i'm not really super into disney or whatever but just she's just so fun in how she shares things and says things you just get excited and it is like you love sharing I don't even watch all your stories, but every time I get a glimpse of them, it's just like, oh, there's joy. Yes. I get joy from you because you can see how
1: excited you are. I have like an unnatural uh, energy level. Um, <laughs> I, I just love when I'm passionate about something, I cannot stop yelling about it. Uh, which is kind of what reporting is, is when you're like, this is the best. Uh, so, a lot, I mean, I will yell about anything from the cats trailer to um, spinning milk in my blender, anything, yeah. anything. Mission Impossible, love it. Anything. Marionettes, super cool. Just <laughs> I, if you want a dose of uh, high energy nonsense. Passion. Yeah, yeah. But as
0: I'm saying, a lot of times I won't even watch the story, but I'll just like watch these slides and I'm like, oh, like I get like, yeah. There's Carly
1: being passionate about something. It gives me a dose it. of joy. I can't help <laughs> Even it. Even if I'll, I don't care at all. About I always it. said I'm never, put, once I put effort in, then I'm stopping. Like I only do it because I do not put effort in. I'm not putting in makeup. Like I'm not putting makeup to be on camera. I don't care. I'm just doing it because like I just genuinely love doing it. And so um, hopefully that reflects.
0: It does. I you know, know, like I said, I've looped in, like I said, I started reading exercise classes about classes i would <laughs> never take because i loved your voice and how you Thank talked about you.
1: Oh, back when my knees were good
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right i hope you now love carly as much as me follow her on social media at carly weisel you can look it up right there in the show notes to make sure you get the spelling right she, like I said, she's just got so much energy. I just I just love I just love getting a dose of what she's talking about every day, even if I don't care what it actually is. And for all things, me, com, I'm at your Dialogist. for the full show notes and links. You can go to dot slash podcast and you'll find all the episodes there and the links. Please subscribe, rate the podcast, leave a review. That does something in the world of podcast land. It helps to get the podcast more noticed, and I really love knowing what you think. So please share the episode, send me direct messages, comment, let me know what you think. And if you do leave a review, make sure to screenshot it and email me podcast at yourjoologist.com. and I'll send you a little box, a little box of goodies from my shop shop.yourjoologists.com. There's still time for Christmas shopping. Get to it. And yeah, you know, I'm just so excited about this conversation and and what I'm up to in my life, and the reminder that whether you had a dream 10 years ago or two weeks ago, it's not too late to go ahead and remember what it is you want to do and believe in yourself and claim it. Claim that you are worthy. You are enough. You have value. You can do whatever you put your mind to right freaking now. All right. See you next week or just any day over at your (laughs) dryologist.